people around us and what we kind of would like from them or what we need from them in that moment of of adversity and chaos and the same again with ourselves what is your biggest lessons and if you could split it in them two ways from other people what you'd want from them and from yourself what have you learned the most about going through all that uh biggest thing I learned from myself is that i can overcome anything and i fully believe that like having gone through what i went through again and people go through a lot worse but again it's all relative isn't it so yeah yeah, again, yeah. it's not like your worst so, day is yeah. your worst day welcome to the prime life project podcast a place to help you unlock your full potential both mentally and physically to become the best version of you Welcome back to an episode of the Primal Project Podcast, a place to help you both mentally and physically become the best version of you. Today, I've got Mr. Mikey Markham back in the studio. How are we? Mate, I'm buzzing to be back. It feels real. It feels proper. I'm here. Well, it feels real. I was going to say, we're not in the Matrix anymore. <laughs> after, after, our conversation yesterday, after our conversation yesterday on the radio, where you're talking about shrooms and hallucinating and David days. talking about flying, I was thinking, well, like, yeah, we're alive, we're here. Um, <laughs> how's life been treating you? Ooh, mate. Well, I've not. How long has it go since I've been on this podcast? Mate, a while. I think probably two months. Two months. I reckon. Have you been on, I don't think you've been on this year. Nearly three. Yeah, I'll get Kate to check. But I think you've been on this year. I'll pop it up as well. Yeah, there we go. Mikey editing later. Remember that. <laughs> future, <laughs> um, future self. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mate, it's been turbulent. It's been really hard. Um, had a business scare. Had a family dispute, and that all erupted. So a lot of pain, a lot of change. And now we're on the sort of the up and the good trajectory from it. Mm. And that's where we're going with today's chat a little bit about dealing with adversity and knowing you can come out the other side of it. Mm. Because was it like probably a few months before I went through it, you went through it, Mm -hmm. didn't you? And then I was sort of just trying to be there and be a consistent through your life. Because while everything's up in the air and rambles, you're like where can I go for consistency? So needing them pillars in your life at times and mm. not trying to fix everything and change it all, but just be there. Mm. And then I sort of had this guilt where, oh, yeah, I feel quite chill at the minute and everything's in order. And then I went through my bit and you were my consistency. So it's been quite interesting how quick that happened. Yeah, it's interesting how things can turn around so quickly. But I think the interesting, it's bizarre we're talking about this because, uh, again, pe- people... Um, don't know. I've got three three formats of the show now. Uh, we've got me and Mikey where we talk, which is real general chit chat where we just basically do this. Mikey comes in, sets up, and literally five minutes before we start talking, we're like, "What are we talking about?" It, it was five seconds. Five seconds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it literally was like three, two, one. Wait, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, and then we go. So there's no sort of planning with this. So me and Mikey just go back and forth. Uh, we've then got the, the the normal full episodes where obviously I interview guests, and then you've got full episodes with me where I, I basically teach and educate, and then you've also got the uh, Thursday thoughts, which basically a 10, 15 minute me thinking about what I'm thinking about for that day that I think is going to add some value to people so again when Mikey comes in we just literally go all, all, all over the shop with stuff like this and it's bizarre that we're talking about this because two weeks ago uh no last week actually I actually spoke to my clients about um how I was struggling last year so when I was going through all my adversity obviously no one would have known about it however there would have been some times I wasn't necessarily showing up as the best version of me mm. and although it wasn't necessarily my client's business to know that actually now coming out the other side, there's some real deep lessons in that that basically I wanted to pass on to my clients because I don't want them ever to see me as this invincible person that doesn't go through some stuff. (laughs) And what what actually happened is like three check-ins before, I basically had like three or four people say to me like, oh yeah, I forgot that you're human. Oh yeah, I didn't realize you struggled because I was sharing some experiences. And I thought, well, that's not good. 
because I don't ever want my clients to see me as like this superhuman person that's always perfect. Speaking and, from an yeah, elitist ex- position. Exactly, because that's never the, the thing. It's like the only reason I, I can talk on these things is because I've been through some stuff. Yeah. And I kind of realized because I basically kept it to myself to show up, like you're saying, that consistency, people depended on me, people relied on me. So I had to show up as myself, as Mr. Consistent, because yeah. they're not paying me to hear about my problems. Not paying, they're basically paying me to help them, guide them through their struggles and their journey. But then actually the flip side of that was I've been giving them all this advice and helping them through this stuff without actually saying, well, the reason why I can give such good advice is because I've been through all of these things. And I kind of did it. Remember that my, my story, because I got it a while ago as well. That was the first part there when my clients really started to say, oh, wow, like he's actually gone through some stuff. Mm. However, I hadn't spoken about the stuff I'd literally gone through last year, which is so recent to basically just show them about where you are on your journey. Yeah. At any point, things can just sort of switch which well that, that's a long answer to what you said there but you just sort of triggered me there saying like that, that short thing it can change so quickly that you seem to be on a really good path really good trajectory and then life just throws you a curveball to be like oh yeah you, oh you think you've completed this level well Mate. before you go up to the next level is this curveball like there's something like the boss you got to be isn't it on the, yeah. on the, on the, on the, on the computer games yeah, yeah. whatever it is like you, you complete this level it's amazing you think it's all gravy and then you get this big bad boss it's like yeah. right, complete this until you can go to the next level and yeah that's kind of how it feels because like you're doing now you've got yourself to another level Again, I've got myself to another level. My content's improved. Your business has improved. Everything improves once you go through that adversity. And, and wisely, on Tekken or those sort of games, the beforehand, you have to learn certain tools and techniques and certain buttons that work to beat that boss. Mm. And then it goes into the next stage and then you learn a new superpower and it's prepping you all in time for this other boss, isn't it? Mm. I've, I've got to ask from what you said there, because in your industry, having people rely on you a lot of the time... Do you forget then to put yourself first at times? And then when you're putting so much out there for other people and that energy, is there a moment where you've completely just put yourself last to the point of not looking after yourself? Well, that's actually the opposite of what I did. So I put them first. So so I put me first so I could put them. So you did... uh, I put me first so I could then put them first. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like... So and this, I was very, very real, raw and honest about it. I said that when I was doing the check-ins sometimes, I would do three check-ins and I'd go and nap for 10 minutes. Yeah, I get Do you. three check-ins, nap for 10 minutes, three check-ins, nap for 10 minutes, just to get through the day. So I was putting myself first, knowing, right, what do I need? But what? is that a new part of your life? Have you done the polar to that before? And that's why you realise this time, I need to look after myself if you want me there for you. Yeah, I've not necessarily done it with clients. Uh, I said, actually, no, that's a lie. Because I'm thinking, this sounds bizarre. I've kind of got two parts of my life. I've got post-depression and pre-depression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pre-depression, yes, 100%. Like, to the point where um, it's interesting. I, I had to write an article about my journey, and I was talking about the um, how I was struggling. And it then took me back. And when you're trying to think about how you were... were, were it's the first time I really spoke about it with feeling. Yeah. Because when I talk <laughs> about it now, I don't talk about it. I, t- I don't talk about any... I could talk about it like the weather. It's yeah. just the thing is I've got no emotion Detached behind it. it. Yeah. I, I can talk about how bad I was and it doesn't affect me. Mm. But to actually write it, it's different to talking about it. So I had to really try and describe how I was feeling and then I had to take myself back to that place. Mm. And I just remember how I was feeling. And again, one of the biggest things was that when I was doing clients and seeing them one-to-one, that I had this burning rage of anger inside me that was like, this client is keeping you from sleeping. And I can honestly, it was so vivid. Like I could take myself back and actually feel it. Wow. But then I was then not putting myself first yeah. because I wanted to put the client first and the client's needs. And I'd show up, but then in not doing that, I would show up half-heartedly. I clearly wasn't present with my client, clearly wasn't energetic, clearly wasn't motivational, clearly wasn't anything that a one-to-one personal trainer should be. Yeah. So subsequently I destroyed my own business because mm. clients left me. And then I would then be like, oh, the client's this, the client's... nothing to do with the client, it was me. 
I was the problem because who wants to train with a personal trainer yeah. really that wants to be asleep, doesn't want to be there and is really struggling to that level. But without being honest and open about it and not knowing, they just completely change their personality. It's just like me coming in one day and being a completely different person yeah. and constantly doing that. You're going to think, well, your energy is horrific. Like, why would I want to be working with you? That's kind of how it was. But now, post-depression and all the stuff that I learned, I realized that in order for me to show up, I have to put myself first to then put the client first. Yeah. So again, getting back to check-ins when I could rather than, uh, so not check-ins, uh, messages when I could. So again, rather than feeling the pressure, and I, I do this now, there's like a boundary that I've put. Like I don't message clients back straight away. Mm. There's a boundary there. Like they, they message me through the app that I've got. Again, some of them have got my private number. But before, I would literally be rushing to message them back straight away. Yeah. But then it knocks me off what I'm doing. So if I'm in the middle of reading a book and a client texts me, and I then look at that, that's then- You're too accessible, aren't you? Exactly, and that's the problem. But then I'm not serving the client yeah. because I'm not teaching them to boundaries learn from- Boundaries and yeah, healthy, boundaries yeah. to learn for themselves. Because yeah. most of the time, they don't need a response straight away. And most of the time, what happens is they figure it out themselves. Unless it's urgent, and I'm like, just call me. But when does that ever happen? Rarely, like maybe once a month, I get a call from a client. Mm. But most of the time, they can figure it out themselves. And it allows me to then show up and do what I'm doing. Like, again, helping other people, doing the podcast, like doing all the behind the scenes stuff. So I can then, again, show up better for them. Does that make sense? Mm. So the biggest thing for me is that I now know what I need to do to function optimally. Yeah. And I kind of work around there. And I understand that my clients need me to be a certain thing. They don't need me to be this super accessible, they're 24-7. Like, th- th- that, all they need me to do is just look after myself so I can then help them as and when needed. So... Another because that's a deep self-awareness of what you're showcasing there and you've learned a lot about yourself. But in that time of adversity as well, what were you looking for for other people? Because obviously you've got some awesome people in Mm. your life as well that helped sail that boat or at least just be on the deck Mm. and doing what you needed for that and you had the ship. Mm. But what did you want from other people in that time? Well, that's interesting as well, because the only two people that knew, and this is what I said to the, the clients, uh, I said the only two people that knew how bad I was struggling was you and Katie. Yeah. The only two people that really knew. My coaches knew I was struggling a bit, because I was open and honest with that. But to the actual depth, it was really you and Katie. And, Good pun there. Well, <laughs> but but, but, but the, the, only, the only thing really that I needed from people, and this is an interesting thing, I haven't really thought about it, was belief. Yeah, because when, good shout. when you're struggling and you're doubting yourself, and then you're expressing yourself. First of all, it's having the person to actually listen and genuinely listen and et cetera, et cetera. But then actually believing in you still. Mm. So when I was starting to doubt myself, you guys still believed in me. Yeah. And my coaches still believed in me. So that's like, well, I, will, you, I don't believe in myself. So I'll borrow your belief until I start to believe in myself again. Mm. And I think that's a real powerful thing. I hadn't really thought about that, but that's generally what it was. It was that belief of like, well, you're still showing up. You're still here. Yeah. Like, Casey's also doing behind the scenes so she sees how hard I'm still working she still believes that I can do my job my coaches are still there being like well we still back you like we've left with you so we've st- we still believe in you mm. and although no one actually said that those necessarily those words it was didn't need to be showcased said. yeah does that make sense and it's like that makes you feel a certain way of like oh wow and that's an interesting thing I think when people are struggling and they've kind of lost themselves yeah. or lost their way a little bit to have someone actually believe you know what it's like when you go to schools and you've got the, the quote unquote naughty kids I don't even like labelling them that but the, the trouble kids mm. It's because people don't believe in them. They've stopped believing in them. They've yeah. labelled them as naughty or mischievous or whatever it is. And they've stopped really trying. Oh, this is what they are. But as soon as you go in and you just believe in these kids, just show them a little bit of, no, I can see you're still mm. good. It changes. And that's like, as a metaphor, we were stood here. And every time you go to turn around, it's like, no, no, you're all right. Keep going. Mm. We're not pushing you there. It was just a reminder. Whereas those kids, they go to turn around. There's no one there. So they just walk back. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that felt good saying it. Yeah, no, but but, but that's that's exactly what it is. It's like you then, 
Because it had been really easy for me in that time, really easy for me to go into a dark place. Yeah. And this is what I said before, but when I was depressed, it was different because I wasn't aware of what was going on. So it was almost easier. Yeah. I was feeling the pain, but I didn't understand. So yesterday we spoke about the radio, didn't we? I said about ignorance. Like people don't really understand what's going on, so they can't re-articulate it or anything like that. Yeah. They just know the feeling pain and not feeling great. This time around, I was very aware of everything that I was feeling and knowing what I was feeling, etc. cetera, all the stuff I knew. And that kind of made it worse. Yeah. Because it was that bad. And I was like, oh. And I could see what was going on, but I still couldn't stop it. Yeah. It was good because it gave me some sort of control, but it gave me control in not having control, if that makes sense. I understood what was like going that. on. Yeah. But it meant I felt it even worse. I didn't feel the physical pain, but mentally I felt the pain more. Mm. Does this make sense? I completely get it. It was such a bizarre concept. There'll be some people that resonate with that. Because yeah, before I, I felt the physical pain, but mentally I couldn't really understand what was going on. And this time I didn't necessarily feel the physical, it was all mental. Like mm. I understood exactly what was going on. And even when I was doing all the stuff I know I needed to do to get myself feeling good again, I even said, to I play on the PlayStation for sometimes five hours a day. Yeah. But I was doing the stuff I still needed to do. Yes. Nothing yeah. in my business suffered. Every single day, I ticked off the things I needed to do. Even just three things. Got to do this, got to do this, got to do this. Mm. Just to hold my business steady. So no one would have suffered from it. I just wasn't able to go above and beyond. I was very well aware. My cup has got so many holes in it. I'll mm. give what I can, but I can't go above and beyond. And in that moment, it probably felt right to have an escapism. So that was something else that you clearly needed mm. in your life in My that kid moment. Needed, it, 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 I, it, I can't really describe it any other way. Is that I felt like young Daniel needed to play on computer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Allowing it's the only thing I needed. Mate, it's the only thing I can describe. And I, I look back at myself like, what, I'm really struggling right now. Yeah. What do I need to do? What do I love doing? It's not talking schools. Like, There's a deep self-awareness again. What man. do I need? What's yeah. making me happy? I was like, well, I can't play football anymore because I've bust my shoulder. Yeah. Computer games. Even though we should have started five yeah. sides, I really want to. <laughs> David, David even star forward. Um, <laughs> but, then, but then I was like, well, what, what do I really want to do? It's like computer games. And then I remember one of the guys from the gym I was at, he basically kept going on about this Ghost of Trishma game, yeah. basically like an open world um, samurai game. And I went, well, do you know what? Let's go do that. And I, I love because, watching you be, play in that because, because, yeah, yeah. because so open world, it meant I could get lost in it. And that's, that is what I needed to do. I needed to not be here Mate. and rather than napping and going to another place i was like i can physically be here and i can get my kicks and it made me so it's it genuinely took, sounds bizarre but that my game... inspiration from you dude honestly yeah. like i was in that world at that time and i was still business heavy and ready to go with that because i was in that space and my balance is having chaos and then having complete chill and then chaos again i like that balance and that's what i know about myself but i'd not played games for ages and then when I was sat with you and I'm editing and you're just enjoying yourself playing your game because you've, you've done all the stuff well, you what needed did I say? to what do. What did I say? I've, and, you, and you said you just played the game said I've done everything I needed to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. So I had done it. I'd literally forced myself to do it. Yeah. I then forced myself to do a podcast which it genuinely would have been forced. Yeah. I, I, I cannot express how much I love doing podcasts. Yeah. Love it. But in I, those times, in those times, when I'm doing it, I was fine because again, I'm not right. like right now. I'm not thinking. I'm just talking. So it's really, it's really liberating. Then after, I was like, I, I, I'm done now. I yeah, can't, I'm done for the day. I can't do anything else. Computer games to just. But mate, I've I've now through my adversity. Uh, I got the Xbox X. I'm sorry for all those mm. PS5 goers out there. But <laughs> um, I got Hogwarts Legacy, and yeah, five six hours sometimes. But I ticked off everything I needed to do. So I've definitely took some inspiration there. And it felt so right at the time that I, I reflected, Mikey, for that year, you pushed yourself a stupid amount. Don't feel guilt or shame in this moment. Just go through it unapologetically, but make sure you tick off all those things. Am I being a good partner? Am I being... 
holding up the business enough? Am I being really neglectful? And if you can answer some thoughtful questions mm. along the way and you can answer them honest. honestly they yeah look we think yeah. the same it's, it's thing man and answer them honestly then go ahead with it because that escapism is something really beautiful to bring along for the ride a lot of the time i think, I think the biggest thing with the growth touch is the honesty because sometimes yeah. we can convince ourselves we're doing and but here's the hint thing the question that you asked yourself was have i done enough like just to keep it going mm. Because sometimes, like, especially if you're going hard for a year, and this is the thing for me, and again, very similar, because for a year, almost a year and a half, maybe two years, with what I was doing, I'd gone hard in business, and what yeah. I'd created was immense. Yeah. And then to have it, like you did, you'd gone hard for, your, for a year, and then to have it taken away through no fault of your own, yeah. that's a hard pill to swallow. And then it's like, that's then not the time to push and build the business. Yeah, man. That's the time yeah. you've got to hold the ship steady, Adapt and... get yourself into a good place, and then go again. So yeah. this, and this thing, it's not then asking yourself at that time. At that time, it's not asking yourself the question, have I grown my business today? Because that's unnecessary pressure and stress on yourself that you can't handle. And then the answer is going to be no, and then it's going to lead you into a negative spiral. Have I done enough today? Have I done everything I needed to do? Mm. Yeah, cool. Turn off for a bit. Yeah. And that's what it is. And it's a bizarre thing. Because what happened with that game, after I've completed it, I felt like a sense of completion within myself, bizarrely. Mm-hmm. And then it, but it's literally, that's, it took me the, it took me the same amount of time to complete yeah. that game as it did for me to go through what I was feeling. Yeah. And once I finished the game, I was like, I'm done now. I'm ready. No and then I went such back thing to life. as consequences, no. dude. And I just went back no. to life. That was yeah, it. Like, it was good. I, awesome. I, I, I happily, I, I had the funds. I could have bought another game. I could have, I was like, and I even looked at another game, but it didn't feel right. I was just like, I'm ready now because I'm not the kind of person that sits and plays five hours on a computer game. Mm. That's not me. I'm the kind of person. Well, you that, went with feeling yeah. there. Oh, I love I, that. I, I love, I, I love, I literally love my job. It doesn't seem like work. I love it. I love like exploring stuff. I love learning. I love studying. Like I'm literally almost obsessed with it. So for me to be doing the other stuff, I clearly needed it. Mm. But at that point, I completed the game. I was like, no, it's time to go back to what you need to do now. And you you give yourself that time, though, to reflect on that. Mm. Some people act so unconsciously and they do what they need to do in that time, but then they don't have the questions and the reflection afterwards. So then they'll just go into that habit Mm. and and stick to that when it's probably not serving them and not feeling right. So It's, It's always in life, though. It's like, I'll always ask myself, have I done the right thing? In, like, do you remember, I say something. Yeah, introspection. Like, and even the even the, the radio yesterday, and like we said like when when, when, when yeah, David calls yeah. out on using those words, I was like, I like that. Well, I was in that flow state. Yeah. So I literally when David said, "Oh, you said that word," I was like, didn't know. I didn't know. And <laughs> for anyone who wasn't there, the word I said, said was "should." It wasn't a swear word. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, me and Mike were talking. And basically, said I said, "Oh, the people should," and then David said, "Oh." the word should is a very like strong word like you shouldn't have to do anything like it's you can, too loaded yeah, isn't it exactly and i basically was in the flow state talking so when he said that i was like i've got no idea what i just said mm. so I, I had no context to it but that's the interesting thing behind it but and, instead of being butthurt and offended mm. you actually reflected on it and that's that that's a big key thing isn't it in all of this when we're talking about adversity and we're talking about really thinking about the character you are it's always a reflection of it because it's like well, what, what was dave's intention behind that because yeah. again, he, he did it live on air. Yeah. But he didn't do it to mug me off. He did it to then then help the audience. Yeah. And then again, help me. He's like, did you realize what you said? Well, no, I didn't. So then highlight it to me. Brilliant. And mm. that, that's the thing for me. Like, I think when you can realize that people are coming from a place of complete authenticity and genuineness, mm. that's what it's all about. And that's all you can ever do in life. You, all you can do is control your attitude, which your thoughts, feelings, and your actions, and just know that hopefully they're aligned and you're doing it for the right reasons. Mm. Most people, when they say stuff, it's like, why are you saying stuff? Are you saying stuff to be gossip? Are you saying stuff to 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 uh, try and hurt somebody? Mm. Like, was David saying that comment to hurt me and belittle me? No. No. 
cool so give me that feedback because i want it and anyone that can actually honestly give me feedback like i'll value that because that's what you want you don't want yes people in your life you don't want people that are gonna like like, like we said there before the radio it's like the emperor's new clothes like yeah you don't, you don't want to be walking around completely naked and people are like yeah your clothes are great like you don't want to be doing and saying stupid stuff that's offensive to people and you're just being basically a dick mm. and no one telling you and calling you out on it because that doesn't serve you no. so in my life any person's called me out genuinely on stuff I'm like amazing like, thank you like, mm. I love it like, thank you've you added them much. into your box yeah. well, and thank you very much you, you care yeah, about yeah. me that you care about me yeah. that much that you're willing to openly and honestly tell me something about myself yeah Cool, like brilliant. Thank you very much. Whether I agree with it or not, the fact that you you genuinely think that mm. amazing, you've made me then actually question and think mm. whether or not there's any truth in it. That that's remains to be seen. But you value me enough and what I'm doing, whatever it is, to then say no. I don't agree with what you've said or what you've done because of this. You've or you've acted this way. Blah blah. blah. And I'm just like most of the time, 99 percent of the time, I'm like you're completely right, mm. and I own it, and then I can move on and reflect and grow. It's amazing. But every now and again, be I'm like, curious I and be yeah, considerate because well, no one's perfect. No. And I want that. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to take myself and my companies to another level. Yeah. So I need to grow and level up. I can't be the same person. I can't remember I was talking about this, but it's like, if you're looking back at the end of the year and you're still the same person, what have you really done with your life? Mm. In a year, you haven't grown at all. You haven't developed at all. You've learned no new skills at all in mm. a year. Mm. That doesn't sit right with me. Now, again, some people are happy where they are. That's awesome. That's people's prerogative. But for me, that doesn't sit well. Mm. Like that's why I read every day. Because by me reading 10 pages, I have then become a better person. I think they're good questions to ask, aren't they? Because uh, like yesterday, when we were saying should mm. a lot, it was, yeah, a bit too general and a bit too everyone fierce should do this. But I've, I've started to replace it with from my experience. Mm. And again, when I was in my darker days and feeling the pain, it was because I wasn't developing as a person at all. And I think it's a good question to ask yourself again, isn't it? Mm. If I'm not feeling comfortable right now, what could I be working on? What could I be thinking of? Or could what am I missing? Yeah, that's a good one. What do yeah. I need? Yeah. Well, what do I need? And it could be mm. something so simple. Like we never asked Dr. Askov, what do I actually need? Mm. And I did an Instagram post on this earlier on, but, but basically we've got the power to change our life. We just don't realize that we do. We're not taught that we've got the power. And it went like massive rant about it yesterday. Like we are not taught about our brains, our minds. And throughout the day, we'll see little glimpses of how amazing we are. We'll get intuition. Mm. Or you get, oh, I need to text Mikey or I need to do something. And if something really positive comes of it, yeah, that is a power. That that that's there's something there. Like you're a power person, or you'll be faced with real adversity in a day, and you'll overcome it. It's a spiritual like, path, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you'll find the strength to do it. Like something will happen with your uh, your work, and then your child gets ill, and there's like no time. That, but you will find a way, mm. and you then kind of brush it off. But it's yeah. like, no, look at what you've just done. Like look at the power that you've drawn Spot upon. The signs. Yeah, look, <laughs> look at what you have just done. Like no mm. one else has done that for you. You've done that. And we've always got the ability to come out of any situation. We just don't realize that we, we can do that. Mm. And that for me, the, the more books I'm reading, it's, it, it says it in all the religious texts, essentially, that we've got the power that we need. Oh, you brought this back around really nicely yeah. here. But, 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 but it's, it's so, so interesting that we don't realize that. Was there anything that you were reading during all this then? Because you're just saying it was in all the texts and that you have got the power. Was there anything of recent that you read or even an affirmation or a quote that you've seen where it, it give you that feeling of, I can get through this, this will pass? Uh, I can't remember what I was reading at that time, but I like to read all your books, obviously they're all behind me. Like The older the book, the better. Really? Like, I, I don't buy... Do, do you like the the metaphors within them? Do you like the stories and what they're trying to tell, showcase often? Yeah, so I, I love... 
for me, the best way for me to learn is stories. Imagery. That's what, yeah, imagery. Yeah. That's why when I uh, when I go and teach stuff, or whether it's like for my clients, whatever it is, I will use analogies. Yeah. I absolutely love an analogy because I'm a visual person. Yeah. When I present and speak, I know a lot of people say you've got to be a keynote speaker to talk about presentations. How I best learn is to have a visual yeah. with the audio. So like I can sit there and watch a keynote speaker and them talk, and that's great. But you know if they had just one or two slides mm. to go along with what they're saying, I'm like, oh, oh, okay, so... Like when I'm when I'm at school and I talk about my depression, I literally got a picture of me, really, lo- and then I'm like, yeah, but here was me modelling, so they can literally see, oh, there's me modelling, but at the same time, I look like this was the reality. They can visually see the difference, mm. so it's not me talking about it. Well, here's an image as well to go with that because you can't really picture me as a model. Well, here's the image. Mm. Oh, you can't picture me as being depressed. Well, here's the picture. Do you know what I mean? And then they can visually see what's going on with it. Yeah. So for me, put whenever, themselves in that journey. Exactly. So whenever I'm reading stuff, and again, a lot of the stuff I'm reading, it's um, I, I like to, again, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual, but I like to um, go to religious books to pick out what they're trying to say because these are thousands of years old. And a lot of the stuff there, it's... Uh, I was reading, I, to... Mate, I was reading something this morning and basically it was in such old English, I had to then go into Google and <laughs> translate it into modern day English. I couldn't... Most of the time I can figure out, figure out what this thing's saying. You did it I, say, put your phone down? Mate, I could not figure out what it was trying to say to me. I was like, <laughs> what is this thing saying? But so I can't remember what I was reading at the time, but fundamentally, <laughs> yeah. But fundamentally, it, it would have been something from like the, again, eighteen uh, nineties, nineteen oh one, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And it was just for me, it was confirming the fact that because I've always known, and this is going to sound bizarre. I've, I've never spoken about this before, actually. So it goes back to me being depressed and thinking when I was reading the book. So. At best, the best times in my life are I've always just had spurts of inspiration where I was like, I'm just going to do this and just get something done. Like when I wrote my ebook, I literally made a decision I'm going to do it, get it done. When I first did my course, Lean Queens, literally from doing it to getting it done, done. From literally saying I'm going to go to America to getting it done, literally six months. From literally I'm going to go to America to then recording all the video footage yeah. and literally bam, getting it done. And then whenever I, when, then when I was depressed, this is bizarre. I, pretty much every single day before I went to bed and I didn't want to wake up, I kept saying to myself, like, it's going to get better. I'm going to get that spark again. I'm going to get that thing. But I didn't know what it was. I, I yeah. just knew that at some points in my life, I was really inspired, but I had no idea what it was. I didn't even know what the word really inspired meant. And again, it's for me, when I was aligned to doing what I was meant to be doing, mm. you know, I was passionate about something. I had a burning desire. And at that point in my life, I had no desire to do anything. But that now in my life, when I've got a desire to do something, it hones in. I'm like, that, mm. that's, that's a bit of me, that is. Well, it's because it gives you that belief and you've got to feel the wet to experience the glisten, haven't mm. you? And you loved that feeling so much that when the inevitable lull came and you rode it down, it gave you that belief again. It's mm. like, oh, I know how that feeling feels though. I'm going to wait for that to come back round. Yeah, that's, that's what it was. But it's I dark and the I, light but, again, But the problem was I didn't know how to get it back because I didn't know what it was. Yeah, yeah. So there, and this went, and I that's think, a lot of people's problems. I think it made it worse it? because every day I was like, well, where's it gone? So it can Why exacerbate it that. Yeah, and, and that's what it, kind of what it was. I was doing yesterday about it. It's like, I was making it worse because in my head I was like, well, where's it gone? Yeah. Like, what, like, why do I want to have this thing back? Like, have I lost it? So, it, I, so it, what, it's sort of like a magic spark. That's good um, conversation <coughs> there, though. What is your advice for people within that, of what we're talking about, where you just want that good to come back again? You're so desperate for it, but you're on the, the plateau and you're on the down now. How do you ride that out and wait for the wave to come back? Don't ever try and get yourself back to that. Yeah, like, don't if, push if, it. If, 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 if you imagine it again, like, we, we, we talking about, like, riding waves. So when you're riding that wave super high and then you crash down, when you crash down, you go underneath the water. Yeah. 
when you're underneath the water, that's not the time to think about riding the wave again. Yeah. That's the time to think, I need to get some air and oxygen yeah, and get myself shot, just man. basically on that level again. Beautiful. So basically for me, it's like the biggest problem is when we are feeling down in that certain way, we're so desperate. No, no, I need to feel this way again. So let's again use like a sporting analogy. If you've gone from first place and then next season you're at relegation zone, mm. you're not thinking... I need to be a champion again. You're yeah. thinking, how on earth do we get out of this relegation zone yeah. and just steady the ship mid-table? Yeah, then from mid-table and you steady the ship, you can then start to build and go up again. Mm. And that's basically what people need to realise. When you're feeling low, that's not the time to be craving and I need to feel my best again. It's what can I do just to get to okay? Mm. Because I would take okay over depressed, like not wanting to be here, miserable, like yeah. all these negative connotations. I'll take okay over that any day of the week because from okay, it's easier to feel good, yeah, better, happy it's easier to slowly build up and from when there. you're looking way too high up you're probably or you're very likely to start comparing and thinking why are we not arsenal or man city yeah, at the minute yeah. and that's the same thing with me like why, why am i not feeling so amazing again yeah you're asking yourself the wrong question yeah why am i not feeling so amazing what can Rather, we do exactly what can i do right now and this how, is what how to play can with. i feel better yeah how can i feel slight that it just one step i can take one step up you're not asking how can i win the league yeah. One question. It's disempowering. Like, empower yourself. What can I do just to win the day? Okay. And that's basically what it comes down to. So, I, I've really... These... This is us back to our best again when we're chatting together. It's, it's all going. over the place and crazy. But what we'll always try and do with these is bring it back and have some conclusion. That's what you're here for, Mike. You're, 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 you're here to bring some order to the chaos. <laughs> Mate, you, you, you live in chaos, <laughs> so you can see the chaos and just bring it back. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm built for it. Um, but this is my lesson, my life planning, is we've spoke about two things there. People around us and what we kind of would like from them or what we need from them in that moment of, of adversity and chaos. And the same again with ourselves. What is your biggest lessons? And if you could split it in them two ways, from other people, what you'd want from them, and from yourself, what have you learned the most about going through all that? Uh, biggest thing I learned from myself is that I can overcome anything, and I fully believe that. Like, having gone through what I went through, again, and people go through a lot worse, but again, it's all relative, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, again, yeah. it's not like... Your worst so, day is yeah, your worst day. 100%. That, that's the thing for me. It's like, I'm not doing people to listen to this thinking something exceptionally traumatic happened and like, it, 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 people have had a lot worse, but mm. it's relative. And at that moment in time, that is probably the worst I've ever felt in my entire life. It's not worth, uh, worth comparing no, either, it's not is all. it? But having gone through that now and come through the side and learned what I've learned, I now back myself to know I can overcome that. And again, understanding the fact of all I've got to do is just win the day. Yeah, and this is what I talk about in school. If we can't win the day, just win the next hour. If we can't win the stage, win the next minute, and do what you need to do. Just do that. Uh, I, again, I now understand the power of naps for me. Yeah, like sleep is an important thing for me. Just to just turn off, just just for 10, 10 minutes, just ten minute nap, fully clothed. But it's not even like for me. It's not even napping. It's almost like a meditative state. But just doing that, turning off from the world, allows me to get a fresh thing and basically keep up my routines. So again, looking at talk about stories, like the wise man that built his house on the rock. I'm sure I've mentioned this on a podcast before about habits and routines. But for me, it made me really made me realize because COVID made me realize. Dr. Seabom there, probably get this podcast banned now. Um, <laughs> during the pandemic, <laughs> yeah, okay, you bleep that out. Um, during the pandemic, um, I realised that my habits and routines were, especially the first one, uh, were a bit on sand. So my life very easily kind of crumbled and I lost my structure and my routine. This time around, I realised I'd actually built my house on rocks. My foundations were really strong. Mm. So that when the winds of life were just battering me, like I actually stood firm. And that for me is my whole point of why I told my clients about me struggling was that actually it was my habits and my routines that actually stabilised the whole ship. Mm. Because if you don't have that, you don't have anything. Yeah. Because when you're going through that adversity, you need something just to hold you, whatever that is. Even if it's just reading a book, 
whether it's um, listening to a, your favorite playlist or just listen to a funny video, or just something. You've got to mm. have something each day that just sets you up and gets you in that frame of mind to just give you that bit of hope that it will get better again. Yeah. And again, when you're reading, you don't have to be reading to, again, necessarily be learning to get super smart. You're just doing it as part of that habit because you know that when you're feeling really good, you did it and it helped. Mm. So again, why would you not do it when you're feeling bad? Yeah. And that's also the thing. When you're feeling good, you're doing all these things. Then when you're feeling bad, you stop doing them. Yeah. But then asking yourself the question, well, when I was feeling good, what kind of stuff was I doing? And you may not feel like doing nine out of the 10 things, but what's that one thing that you were doing that could help? And it could be meditating, reading, eating healthy food because maybe you've realized you've actually been eating a load of crap. Okay, we'll get yourself back to eating healthy again. Maybe it's going to the gym, you haven't been to the gym. Maybe that you used to, every Thursday go play football with your mates but you don't do that anymore whatever it is mm. just ask yourself well what have I stopped doing like because before I was in a really good headspace and I was doing all these things now I'm doing none of them well is that a coincidence probably not and again maybe like we said earlier on you're not trying to go from rock bottom to superstar again but what's one or two things that you can do from that list yeah so again for myself personally what I learned was have habits and routines and backing myself to know that I come through it all and what I learned from other people is that in life you can't control other people and how they are going to respond to their issues. Mm, Meaning that... what they're going to project What they're going to project onto you. And for a long time, I tried to figure things out. Tried to get inside, like, how has this happened? It's not my business. So it's none of your business. What are the people going through? Mm. If it's affecting you, you've got to focus on yourself. Because you worrying about the the what ifs, the whys, the... the it's wasted energy. Mm. And I spent a lot of my time when I was struggling there trying to figure out, well, why has this happened? It's happened. Yeah. It is what it is. That's a good saying. It is what it is. What can I do? And when I start to realize that and I put my energy back into me rather than this is not fair, blah, blah, blah. Because again, I talk about that victim mindset. And again, it was very easy for me to get into that victim mindset because it wasn't fair and I did do nothing wrong. And ultimately, I had to take the moral high ground, but that still doesn't make it any easier. Mm. So again, it's just understanding that getting good people around you is paramount. Like only select few, literally only you two. Mm. So people say, people seem to think about loads of friends. <laughs> I don't. I genuinely do not have lots of friends and I'll keep it that way. To get into my circle, it takes a lot. Yeah. Because I don't want to open up to anybody because I've got a lot of information that's going to help people. I'm not going to give my stuff away. I'm not going to help raise people up that don't care and are going to piss me off and mug yeah. me off. And why, why, would, why would I do that? It's a lot of energy expenditure, it's a lot of energy. isn't it? Like, I know what I can bring to people's lives. Yeah. So for you to come into my circle, what are you bringing to me? Because I know what I can bring. Like, I, can, I, I know I've got a lot of stuff I can help you. I can help change your life. Yeah. What are you bringing to me? And that's the thing. You bring lots of money to my life. And then what do we bring back? I remember the symbiotic. That's, that's, that's the whole point yeah. of this. I know sometimes you're going to be asking a lot from me, but then other times I might ask a lot from you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it kind of works both ways. There's no, there's no thing that we're both all on the same page. Authentic and honest discussion, and yeah. we know we've got that relationship and that bond that and, you're going to have that with. And, and that, that for me, get the chocolates out. Yeah, <laughs> and, but, but that, that's that thing for me is it, just highlighted that you don't need lots of peak friends because um, where's that for me the other day? Um, someone said to me like, oh, how many friends you got? Because it's all about friendship groups, whatever the hell it was. Uh, it was actually Katie's sister. Uh, and she turned to me and said, how many friends you got? And I went, about three. <laughs> and I says, I've got a lot of acquaintances. Yeah. But for me now to say that I'm a friend with someone, that takes a lot. Because I don't have many friends, but I've got a lot of acquaintances. And then people are like, oh, what's the difference? Uh, an acquaintance is someone I can talk to and I've got nothing, no ill towards them. They're brilliant. I'll, again, go out can for food with them. them. Can yeah. have food with them, have a chat. But a friend is if my back's against the wall yeah. and I really need someone, like, and I've I'm literally like, there's a gun to my head. I've got to make this phone call. Like, who wants to be a millionaire? Like, final question, million pound call. I'm going to call, are they going to answer and give me the correct answer? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. two people, three people. That's it. And is it one of those phone calls, if I saw your name pop up, 
I'd trust it was important because you don't like use that all the time. Never, when you know when, when have I ever called you? Exactly. So, so if I was calling you, you know it would be like, like oh, this guy needs it right now. Because yeah. then people do get so complacent and they'll just use them energy points all the time and it becomes really flippant. Oh, I'll just get them on board. It's the boy that cries wolf, really. Yeah, like, it's yeah, like, yeah. Like if I, every single, I might got a massive problem and it's not a massive problem. Then when I do have a massive problem, you're like, mate, come on, like, yeah, boy, the card wolf, and I don't think people really realise this. And that's me. It's just analysing your, your friendship circle. Again, you have to get rid of friends. I'm not saying get rid of them, but just, do you really cast them as friends or are they just acquaintances? And you can have both. There's nothing wrong with that. Like genuinely, like I, I love spending time with people. There's no issue with that at all. Mm. But to, for actual friendship, not that many people. I keep my my circle extremely close, and the reason is because I've been hurt so many times before, where I've given so much time, energy, and effort to people, mm. and it's not reciprocated, and then it ends up coming back and biting me. And there's a real interesting thing that. This, this might help some listeners as well. Uh, I can't remember I heard it, but it was talking about karma. Basically, a lot of times in life, you try and help people that are struggling with some stuff. And what you're doing is, they've got some karma coming their way. And by you stepping in front of that, you then get hit with the karma. Yeah, that, that's interesting. So sometimes, Where have you heard that? Uh, I, can't, I, I think I heard that podcast, yeah. And again, I don't know, I've not really looked into it, but I was like, that makes sense to me because they've got something coming yeah. their way. And if you try and stop that from happening... Become their saviour. Exactly. And you have to do it time and time again. You're basically enabling them to carry on. Yeah. Like, no, no, they've, they've caused an effect. So they've given this cause, the effect. So if they've done something bad, they've got that coming back. If you keep trying to save them, what's going to happen is you're getting in the way of it. A little bit... Try and link this episode the one you did with Jamie Booth um, on alcoholism. Fantastic episode. That, that, that has helped. I spoke to Jim about this the other day, actually. Mate. That has helped. Oh, mate, something else happened as well. I'm going to tell you in a second. Oh, mate, okay. Um, I think I told you a bit about yesterday. But um, that episode, the alcohol one, has helped more people than anyone. It's it's crazy power. That that was one where we all left and we were like, yep. I think we need a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so hold what you're going to say as well, because then on the back of that, I commented on you some radio yesterday, but uh, apparently um, down south somewhere, they use one of the old episodes before you were a videographer. So yeah, one of the old, old ones. Mate. They're using that for teacher training or some sort of training about the importance of talking about mental health. Wow, and man. I'm just like, wow, like that's, that's something I did two and a half years ago. That and that make, is bizarre. It makes you feel when you're doing a podcast, do your best in every episode because you never know when it's going to come back round. Because about intentions. So the guy, yeah. again, Stu Ward's the podcast. I can't remember what the name of the um, the episode was, but Stu Ward's was, was the episode. And uh, it was a mutual friend that uh, hooks up Rachel, my tattoo artist. So again, Raven Tattoos, brilliant tattoo artist. So she basically said, my mate, Stuart, he likes his mental health, have a chat with him. So we met at McDonald's. I don't think I've told you this story. We met at McDonald's. So two guys never met before, never ever met. Started talking at McDonald's about mental health, literally just completely open honestly. Two guys being completely intentional and just open honest. Talked about mental health. There for about 34 minutes. And then the lady working at McDonald's stopped what she was doing, walked over and said, um, I can't help but overhear you guys talk about mental health. And then she started talking about her mental health what? and her kids' struggles with mental health. And then because he works in the education system, he was then able to help her kids. Dude. So not only have me and him talking helped people, it's then helped ripples. her and then it helped her kids. Emanates, and emanates. genuinely, yeah. it helped because she reached out. Dude. And then we then do this podcast. And again, great podcast, fantastic energy. Yeah. And then three years down the line, we've been told that actually, and the way that came about, well, basically someone, someone recognised his voice. That's hilarious. How That's a that? great it was, story. It was before video. Awesome And then she told me, man. yesterday he told me, and yeah. the goose when he told me, I've never experienced anything like it because as you said, I do this. Again, this podcast costs me money, but I do it because it's the right thing to do and yeah. it's here to help people. My intentions are always good. That's why I love doing it because again, it's good energy. I love doing it. I get to meet some incredible people mm. and I know that each episode, hopefully at least one person takes some value from it. But to know that there's been more than one person Mate, from, from, from the alcohol, alcohol one. It's a great timestamp, isn't it? Yeah. It's a great timestamp of where you're at in that 
part of your life and people can go back to where they needed to be in that part of your life too and is it interesting because well, those early episodes when people say they start the podcast from the beginning I'm like, oh God, don't. Yeah. Like, I'm like, how much better I am now at, pres- at, at talking, communication. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh my God, listen to the start. And that was one of those earlier episodes. So again, the quality probably wouldn't have been that great, but it's not about that. It's about the, the, the message. I've had what's it in there. fairly recent with, because I stopped doing my podcast and I, that was, again, a needs must. I, I couldn't put my energy into that while I was trying to get through what I'm going through, but going to start it up again soon, which I'm looking forward to. Um, but yeah, somebody messaged me the other day and was like, you don't understand how much this episode helped me. I was like, oh, which one? Thinking it'd be one of the latest mm. ones. And it was number it's nine. Always the la- it's always the latest like, ones. What is and then, on and then you're thinking, yeah. oh, especially when it's like the lower like digit numbers. I'm thinking, yeah, oh my it's hilarious. God. But it helped them. And that's, that's isn't that the cool thing? Cause yeah, we, audio we, we hold quality. It to, yeah, like, we hold video. it to a standard of like, yeah. oh, it's going to be crappy. Like, I didn't mean what I was talking about. But again, you don't know what people need on the journey. What the, Like, it's, it's so interesting. Quite, quite cool to think, though, if we do this for another five, ten, whatever years and the the quality is always going to be really consistent from a certain episode mm. so when they go back to number 90 when we're on 900 mm. then we're going to feel a bit more comfortable about that yeah but i think it's like <laughs> when you do the podcast anyway it's such funny your voice in it like you don't know what you're doing and then you kind of yeah into it. Um, path here again it's, this has been a great 40 minutes of just rambling like we always do but again hopefully there's been a lot of value don't forget if you take any value from today's episode don't forget to like and share with a friend mikey where can you, people find out more about you uh, just go for rhythmical mike for a minute i'll see you there yeah, rhythmical mike again okay I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll get mikey to put it all the links at the bottom of the screen and don't forget for myself uh, daniel underscore james underscore coaching until next time take it easy